0: of a story that we will return to in just a moment, as I am suddenly struck by something. As it is the dead of winter, I can't help but be reminded of another tale of greed and woe. I refer to, of course, the little-known story of the cad, the mouse, and the bucket of fat, What you plebeians fail to realize is that this story is not just a whimsical foray into whimsy, it is in fact an important moral teaching. Why, it demonstrates everything that I have said is wrong with America today. And even the past as well, also. I bet you weren't expecting that were you? Yes, I'll admit as a young boy this very same thing happened to me. You see, it all started with my childhood pet. A lazy orange tabby. He would often chase the odd mouse, but let the even ones go in a rare display of feline intelligence. This was just as well because there was one mouse I suppose really there was who mouse, even, I don't know, that uh, in particular, I identified with, a fastidious little creature. I want to make it clear that when I say little, I mean that it was small, not minute. I'm saying it was small because it was a mouse, because mice are small, not that it was small uh, for a mouse. It was regular size for a mouse, so it was a small mouse, but not a small mouse. I would also like to make it clear I was in no way involved with the events of this story, as I let nature take its course the way you are supposed to, as a casual observer. Like when you find an abandoned baby bird, or a street orphan with a broken leg, As a child, I had a large flower pot that I would use to catch drippings when there was meat for supper. I thought, these drippings will come in handy later. I imagined that on lean nights I would lap at it and sustain myself with plans well laid. Or in the event of a world war, it would be used to make bombs. To my surprise, when I woke up one morning, the mouse was standing on top of my pot of fat, squeaking madly at the cat. As if to say, what an opportunity we have here, we should enter into a partnership. To which the cat probably replied, whatever, as lazy cats are wont to do. Again, I'd like to make it clear I don't know what they actually said. I'm using what we in the biz call artistic license. But let's be realistic. If a cat and mouse ever said anything to each other, it would be, I'm going to eat you. Well, now hold on. The mouse certainly wouldn't say that to the cat. And why would a cat advertise that it was going to eat the mouse? I suppose what I said originally is, in fact, the most realistic thing they might say to each other. I hope that foreshadowing isn't too obvious. Anyway, the mouse and the cat became friends and they promised to hide the fat away until they need it. I was powerless to stop them by the way as at the time I had received the rare double whammy of chickenpox and shingles a condition my doctor described as uh, unlikely and unfortunate just like the doomed relationship between the cat and mouse Woo-ah-ah-ah, said the mouse don't eat that fat we'll need it when winter comes and the cat said no way no how I'm a good cat But incidentally, I do have to get to a baptism, and the mouse said, all right, and the cat sauntered off, but instead of going to a baptism, because there actually was no baptism, it went to the pot of fat, and licked at it until its belly was full. It rolled back to the mouse, who sniffed at its whiskers, and asked where it had been. Yeah, the baptism, for my knees. What was the kitten called, then, asked the mouse? Delicious chop says the cat. That's a funny name, says the mouse. Now, in my personal opinion, this was willful ignorance on the mouse's part. The mouse, evidently, would rather continue down this doomed path rather than admit it had made a mistake. I have no idea who would do something like that. The cat and mouse continued their domestic charade with the mouse asking the cat to clean the living room and the cat simply sweeping the dust under the rug. Pretty soon the cat is hungry again, the cat does the whole baptism routine twice more, and so the mouse's plans are laid asunder by the laziness and artifice of the cat. The mouse finally goes to check on the pot of fat since it's now winter, you see, uh. I, did, "'I you knew I would circle back to what brought us here eventually. "'It was winter, and the mouse went to fetch some of the fat for a nice supper "'and saw that it was all gone, having apparently never looked in the pot, uh, since whenever it was they acquired it. "'The cat had eaten it all up. "'When the mouse went to confront the cat, the cat said, "'You shouldn't have entrusted me with an agreement that went against my nature.' For at my core, I am a hedonistic creature, and so I always shall remain." And then he eats the mouse. I think the message of this story is quite plain, so I won't bother busying myself with any further explanation. Also, we're out of time, so we won't be getting back to the wind in the poplar trees after all. Just as well, I'm sure my spontaneous musing captured the spirit at this moment better and more poetically than any premeditated writing ever could have. Tune in next week for a story about a donkey, and a dog, and a cat, and a ruse de. Good night, and pleasant (laughs) nightmares.